Welcome to the Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Packed, packed show today, continuing our division previews. I think we're previewing what I believe to be the best division in all of football. I am joined, as I am for every episode, by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, from Maui with live reports on the devastation, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Please tell us your status and that you're safe. Aloha, Chad. Yeah, I am safe. I'm in Kihei, which is another part of Maui that um, it, it did. Ha- we did have a little bit of fire scare here, but it's it's the opposite side of the island compared to Lahaina, which um, it's devastating. I I, I don't even know, I can't even talk about it, but it's basically uh, an old whaling village. Lahaina is completely gone. So where I'm at, it's more modern. It's a little more built up. Um, and yeah, thank you to the Maui firefighters. They, they they put out all the fires by me and it's just, yeah, been scary 48 hours. Had the bags packed by the front door and ready to go at any moment. But feeling very lucky, Chad. Have internet, have water, have light, like electricity. Um, you know, most of the island right now don't have those luxuries. So yeah, definitely really, really scary 72 hours here on the island. And uh, yeah, makes you... Makes you feel loved, Chad, when so many people reach out to you. You're not dead, but you realize how many people do care about you. So um, a lot of people reached out. I want to thank everyone that did donate to uh, Maui Food, which is something I did promote on my Twitter page, which is just, you know, they're they're feeding all these families who've lost their homes and their businesses. So, yeah, it's 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 tough right now in Maui, but definitely definitely makes you feel lucky and appreciative of what you do have in life. Uh, you've been giving me and Matt Mitchell updates in Slack. Uh, and we've been following the news. Very scary. Uh, glad you've been keeping us surprised. Glad you're okay. You're a fucking pro for jumping on the podcast today. Uh, considering welcome, welcome you, distraction, my friend. Yeah, considering you've been, you know, planning to escape and on the verge of um, being told to evacuate for what feels like seventy-two hours, and have probably slept a total of 72 minutes yeah. uh, in that window. So thanks for coming on. No, it's, it's been really rough, but it's just all about perspective. It's just, I have a way better than a lot of people right now. So I, I do feel very lucky. And uh, yes, uh, if you can, this is a, a plea on behalf of Simon. Uh, everybody always needs something. There is a lot of bad stuff going on in the world. Uh, it is especially heightened in Maui right now. If you're able, uh, follow up on what Simon posted on Twitter. Give if you can. In other news, Simon, yeah. you're a professional better. I have been in the betting media coverage space for going on 25 years. The most interesting, respected, revered, beloved in terms of what he's been able to do in betting from a professional perspective, man, is Billy Walters. Uh, There has been an aura of mystery around the guy for going on 40-something years now. 
widely believed to be the best better, best sports better in history. Um, part of the computer group going back to the 80s that was one of the first teams of people that were using computers to build models that allowed them to act faster and find edges and bet more volume uh, has since gone on and become one of the guys who was doing it at massive, massive scale um, and really respected uh, by folks like Simon, who have been professional bettors forever. Um, other folks that I know in Vegas talk about him in hushed tones. A lot of people still refer to him as Mr. Walters, even if they are his contemporary or have never even met the guy. Of course, famously uh, was was profiled on 60 Minutes with his private jets and how he's moving markets. And more often than not, uh, if, a, if a line moves, it has been impacted by Billy Walters, no matter what the sport. So Billy, obviously, if you don't, not obviously, but if you don't know, uh, several years ago, uh, was caught up in an insider trading scandal, and he ultimately went to jail. Uh, he is out of jail. Um, one of the people who he was famously connected to was Phil Nicholson. And uh, Billy now has a book coming out in a couple of weeks, uh, uh, excerpted uh, by Alan Shipnuck and the Fire Pit Collective, a newser on actionnetwork.com this morning um, by Dan Ravel, uh, focuses very specifically on Billy. And his ledger, in which he claims in his ledger that Phil bet more than a billion dollars over 30 years uh, through Billy's system, and that part of the process was because Phil is an amateur better who is famous, his limits were crazy high. He could get $400,000 down on a game. Billy, because he's Billy, could get $2,000, $4,000. So for access to Billy's system, he would... Phil would let uh, would make Billy's bets, and so Billy has a ledger of everything Phil uh, Phil was betting. Claims he bet more than a, a billion dollars over thirty years, lost a hundred million dollars. Also claims that Phil tried to bet on the Ryder Cup uh, when Phil was playing for the Ryder Cup in two thousand fourteen. Uh, explosive allegations, Simon. Forgetting about that for a second, give me your thoughts on Billy Walters and sort of his status from your point of view. Um, the best way I can describe it, especially for these old heads, is there used to be an old saying that that guy shook Sinatra's hand. That's how it feels with Billy if you're a better. It's like, I've shaken Billy's hand before. And, you know, I only talked to him for maybe five minutes. Um, but yeah, it's just, there's an aura around him and it's just, you know, there's very few living legends in life and he's definitely one of them. And when I met him, it was probably six months into me being a runner. So this was before I believe even went to jail. Um, and this was kind of the height of Billy in Vegas at the time. I mean, he was the guy and you know, you had to be in the world to know who he was, but once you're in the world, you realized he, he is the guy like he's, he is at the top of the mountaintop you're looking up at. And you know, Billy was always known to go about and did his things his own way. And ultimately at the end of it, he paid the price for that. But you know, a lot of shady stuff goes on in Vegas and not everyone gets caught. And, you know, Billy eventually crossed the line and he got caught. So um, cannot wait to read this book. I mean, the secrets he's going to give out, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be really cool to read. And, um, yeah, I, th I thought, you know, not that I thought that he would be telling all this about Phil because him and Phil obviously had, had, a, had a friendship there. Not other were they just business partners. They obviously had a friendship there. 
So it's going to be interesting to read about what went awry for them to not be as close as they used to be because he's he's putting all of his business out there, Chad. And, you know, if I was close to anyone in life, even if we weren't friends anymore, I don't know if I'd ever do that. So it is interesting that Billy is going that route. Well, look, in the, in the story that Darren has and um, that's posted from the book, the excerpt from the book, it seems like Billy is incredibly angry that when he was being prosecuted for insider trading, uh, Phil had the opportunity to uh, absolve him of some of the charges uh, in relation to did he give Phil any insider tips? And Phil pled the fifth on the stand, uh, which didn't help Billy. Um, and he feels certainly uh, that that is a reason why he ended up in prison. And you know what they say? He's got the receipts. And yeah. the, now, now, now it's starting to make more sense. The dude unloaded in the book. Yeah. Uh, unloaded uh, in the excerpt that, that Alan Shipnook posted and that uh, in the news that we have at actionnetwork.com. Check out the story from Darren Ravel. Uh, it's fascinating. It's explosive. And you're right. Billy's been a guy who for years people have been wanting to get to his story. I remember years ago uh, when I was running ESPN the magazine and ESPN.com, Mike Fish, who's a great investigative reporter uh, and was at ESPN or had been at ESPN for years at that point, um, had been tracking down Billy, tracking down Billy, tracking down Billy, finally got a really great story about Billy. And um, it was one of the first times that someone was able to get inside of Billy's world in a way that wasn't shaded by people who had agendas, who wanted to be close to Billy, or by Billy trying to push an agenda himself. And the guy is fascinating. I mean, the the mega industry he has built, um, all judgment aside, is is profound. And uh I'm excited to read the full book too. I, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, Simon, I've been doing a lot of research for our division previews. And uh, I can tell you right now, two things I can tell you. AFC North, best division in football. I got a lot of reasons to think that. Uh, two of the best coaches, two of the best quarterbacks, some of the best uh, storytelling narrative scenarios. Um, I just think this division is is awesome. We're going to get to all of it. But first, I want to remind everybody, the Favorites Podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game. Get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Look, I feel like we're going to surprise some people with where we land on some of these bets today. You and I have not discussed the AFC North at all. In my research, it became more and more clear we're probably going to be aligned on a couple of points of conversation that I think is going to uh, uh, tickle some people. What do you now, think? I'm of my, what do you think, you think of, this is the best that- the, this is the best division. What do you think? I'm look, dude. I'm looking at the numbers. I see the <laughs> delta from from Cincinnati uh, at 
plus 140 to win the division and Pittsburgh at plus 550. Their season win totals, 11.5 for the Bengals, 8.5 for the Steelers. That is the highest sort of aggregate win total for any division. Yeah. Only division where every team is above eight wins. Um, And I look at all the other stats, like there's no defensive line in this division that is ranked lower than 11, right? Um, They just have talent at every level. So why why are you surprised I'm saying that? What did you think I would say it is? Uh, I thought you'd probably go AFC East, but it may well just because you well maybe no and maybe you did not you didn't have Rodgers your top ten. But I was gonna say just because you had Mm-mm. Josh Allen, Rodgers, and two in your top ten quarterbacks, but that makes sense if you had Rodgers outside your top ten. But um, no, this is we talk all the time. This is literally the golden age of quarterbacks. Like this division, the the you know. AFC West, you got Russ, Herbert, and Mahomes, and then you got this division here where, I mean, you just talked about it. You got Watson, you got Lamar, you got jo- Joey, the man, the myth, the legend, and, you know, we know we don't know how we feel about him yet, but South Jersey's own Kenny Pickett, you're right, Chad. Now I'm thinking about it, it is it is pretty incredible how good these three different conferences are, let alone just this one division. I mean, this is pretty incredible. We're in this right now with football. But, dude, not just that. Think about the coaches that you most like to bet on. We've talked about this so many times, right? Two of the coaches that we most like to bet on, say two of the five coaches we most like to bet on, <laughs> yeah, are in this division. John Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. Yeah. Again, I'll say the other coaches that we love, we love to bet on Belichick. We love to bet on Mike Vrabel. We love to bet on Andy Reid. But we really love to bet on Mike Tomlin and John Harbaugh. I love the false enthusiasm. I'm going to see if we can make one of you guys quit today. Tomlin has never finished below 500 in his career. And we're talking about quarterbacks like Duck Hodges that he's been (laughs) coaching, right? And Harbaugh, like, think about what Harbaugh did last year. That team with a second and third string combination of quarterbacks should have beaten the Bengals in the wild card game if not for that fumble. Yeah. Harbaugh is a genius coach. So this division is stacked. It's stacked. It's tough. What are we going to do with this? Let me go down the aisle. Exact, no, exactly what we're going to do. I do too. <laughs> I, I know exactly what we're going to do too. I'm curious to know if we're going to land in the same place. So let me go down the odds right now. Cincinnati plus 140. Baltimore plus 220. Cleveland plus 350. Pittsburgh plus 550. Here's my deduction right now. Are you ready? Yeah. And let me say this. I fucking love Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett is a fucking baller. I think he's going to be great for that team. I think his teammates love him. There was a play last year where he felt like he got hit late. Do you remember the play that I'm talking about? And he got up and he was he was ready to throw down. And <laughs> um, it was fantastic. And I think it rallied the team. I think we saw his ability to be a playmaker. Um, you know, <clears throat> they've got they've got a uh, really strong defensive line. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
um, getting choking Chad up, up talking, talking about it. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is choking <laughs> me up. But I feel like we got to go with Cleveland plus 350 to win the division. So glad we're aligned. Yeah. Dude. No other, oh, my no God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, we, we did not discuss this once. And I, I was doing the research and I looked at everything. I'm like, holy fuck, this roster is unbelievable. Plus yeah. 350, their total is uh, eight and a half, minus 170 at bet 365 uh, to the over, plus 140 for the under. But fuck, this is a good team. I, I Honestly, when I look at them on paper, I don't get how they can afford this team. Like, If you look at their D-line, it, it doesn't make sense how they can give Deshaun Watson, what was it, $220 million all guaranteed money? And still, they have Nick Chubb. They have an incredible offensive line. They have Amari Cooper. And then go look at their D-line, people. If you haven't seen who they have added to this defense, you know, they're just – I can't – I'm with you, Chad. Like, they have arguably the best defensive player now in football, Miles Garrett. But we're betting on Watson to turn back into what he used to be, right? I think that's that's the biggest fear here. Like, And, again, we're getting the number for it. If Watson had came back last year – and had thrown, say, 20 touchdowns of four interceptions in that final run he had with that team, me and Chad would not be getting this number. This would be a totally different number. But the public is just out on Watson. Like, the only people taking Watson right now are the pros and Cleveland Brown fans. Like, the, the public is totally off of them. I, I would say the most public bet team right now in this division is going to be the Bengals, right? They're the team that's won this division yeah. two years in a row. Joe Burrow's cool as shit, man. Like, Joe Burrow can do no wrong. He's just a really likable, good dude. You don't got that on Watson. No, no, no one, no one's saying that about Watson. I think even still, you're gonna have the talking heads be like, preference talk about what he did. Right? We all agree, huge scumbag. Both we both, I think, had him top five just three years ago in our QB rankings. I'm really certain, I still had him top ten yeah. going into this year. I have him top ten. <laughs> I know all the talents there. It's it's all about if you can get that mental confidence back, which you can see he had lost. Right? He took. A year and a half off of football. I mean, that's that's a big deal. Yeah, we're we're playing fire here, but over eight and a half, we're gonna be on it. It sucks. It's all up to minus one seventy. If you can get the juice down and take over nine, I would take that number. I got them at ten point two wins, so I got them a full game and a half over this eight and a half wins. So I like the value there. But this divisionally, this was just plus four hundred, not even three weeks ago. And then Joe Burrow pulled up with the calf strain, and this number dropped. So it dropped down to three twenty. Now with the news that Joe's probably going to be back for week one, it's it's gone up a little bit, back to 350. We still like the value. I mean, it's still great value in this Browns team that if they do upset the Bengals week one, I mean, this easy is going to drop to 275, 250 for this division. So, um, yeah, I, I love that you're on this team, Chad. It's just – it's the pro play. You, you have to – if you're just betting off pure value base, them, the Ravens, and the Bengals – the difference is so small. It really is that small, people. Like, it's not as big as the books are making it out to be. So, um, yeah, I'm happy here, Chad. You like the Browns because I hate doing it. I feel like a gross human doing it, but this is our job. It's a business, and we're, we're just playing the number here. We're trying not to look at the individuals and how horrible people they are. Like, we're just playing the numbers here. We don't get to choose the opportunity. Yeah. All we can do is play the opportunity. Let me give you some stats, okay, to back up what we're talking about. And this is, again, you and I had not discussed this. This is the beauty of doing it live is we did not share notes on this particular bet. But I was doing my research last night. So uh, I will say that 
according to Sean Kerner, the AFC North has the hardest schedule in the NFL. And that makes sense because we think it's the best division in the NFL. So according to Kerner, the Browns have the, what looks like sixth or seventh hardest schedule. I'm doing it backwards because we rank it one to 32. The Bengals have the second hardest schedule. The Ravens have the fourth. The Steelers have the fifth, right? So number one, number two, Simon talked about their defensive line. Miles Garrett, probably the most dominant edge rusher in football, if not along with Aaron Donald, the most dominant defensive lineman. They added Zadarius Smith. Yep. It's the first time in Miles Garrett's career, Zadarius Smith, who had 10 sacks for the Vikings last year, the first time in Miles Garrett's career that he's had any kind of support. Jadavian Clowney was not support. Jadavian Clowney was kind of a clown on the other side of the line. So the fact that Miles Garrett might not be blocked, double teamed on every single play, right now they are sixth, sixth best defensive line according to PFF. You got to love this defensive line. Simon, this offensive line Who who, who the hell are the other five ahead of them? (laughs) I know the Eagles are up there, obviously. Uh, The Eagles, the Niners, uh, the Steelers are fifth. And I think that's really because of TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, who had such a great year last year, but we'll get to that. Um, This Browns offensive line, according to PFF, ranked second. So you got uh, center Ethan Posick, who had a great, great year, right? Um, Joel Betonio, all pro left guard, one sack all season last year. So where do you have it? Where do you have the Browns offensive line ranked? Top three and their D-line's top three. That's why I, I was interested that they made it number six. But again, it's all preseason. Everyone can do their own list, but... Chad's no stranger to this. This is the exact same reason I was all in on the Eagles last year. I had the Eagles ranked as a top three offensive line and a top three defensive line. and took a lot of shit for it. People were like, this Eagles team barely cracked. I think it was 40 sacks the year before. And I kept saying that was irrelevant to this upcoming season. They had obviously added pieces to that defensive line that made a big difference. Did I know they're going to get 70 sacks? No. No one can build a model that can predict the D-line to get 70 sacks last year. But just projecting out this Browns D-line, I got them breaking – 55, 60 sacks. That's a big deal on a defense like this. So, um, yeah, I'm very, very high on this O-line and very, very high on this D-line. And to me, no stranger to that, Chad. Everyone knows that that's my secret sauce. Like, that's two things I really look into that a lot of people don't pay attention to, and it's a big deal to me. So you nailed it. It's 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 why I've upgraded them so much, and I still think they're undervalued in the public's, the public's eye. They just they don't, they don't really care about O-line and D-line talk, Chad, but they really should. Uh, By the way, I'm remiss for not telling people to like this video on YouTube. Like it, like it, like it. Subscribe to Action Network's YouTube channel. Uh, Two things, Simon. One, it's not so secret. We're talking about how much you love the offensive line and defensive line all the time. And I think the trenches are why NFL betters, professional betters, watch preseason games. The number of times I've sat with professional betters. And they are talking about betting preseason and then talking about watching preseason. They're not doing it because there are degenerate reasons to do it. To do it, <laughs> They're doing it because at some point in week five and some point in week 12, a left guard, a right tackle for some team is going to go down. And professional bettors need to know, okay, 
is the second string tackle good enough to fill that role without too much um, of a diminished impact? Like, is that going to work out? So that's why guys are watching the preseason games because they're judging the offensive and defensive lines. It's everything, which is why, Simon, I think you and I both landed on the Browns, even though we still have a lot of questions about Deshaun Watson and can he come back. Yeah, That's the biggest question. But foundationally, these the Browns are just so strong. This, this is, in my lifetime, this is the best the Browns have ever been. Like they have it, it's all there on paper. Everything they've been building to, this whole tanking, analytics, everything they've done all these years, getting rid of Baker, right? Baker took them to the playoffs. They won a playoff game with Baker and they cut ties with them the following year just because the ownership, the GM, all of them looked at this team on paper and said, What's the one thing we're missing? And to them, it was a quarterback position. They wanted to improve it. Say what you want about the Deshaun Watson move they made. Clearly, it's right. Baker Baker Mayfield now is on his third team in two years. Clearly, the move is justified in the sense that they they didn't think he was the guy, and the rest of the NFL is agreeing with him. The question now is what Chad just mentioned. Can Deshaun Watson find what he has lost these last couple of seasons? We just... We don't, we don't know, but we're betting on that he does just because of the value that is there in this number. I want to go to the next team on this list, which we think is the most interesting, which is the Steelers at plus 550. There's a great TikTok trend going around right now of Mike Tomlin doing Mike Tomlin sayings, and it's fantastic. What? What? You know, we know how much Matt Mitchell loves to drop Mike Tomlinisms <laughs> uh, into the podcast. So that's why people kill me for catchphrases, but I'm trying to capture a thought succinctly without damn talking too much because I just hate talking. I'd rather do. We love Mike Tomlin. We love Mike Tomlin as an underdog. We love Mike Tomlin on the road as an underdog. Eight and a half wins, minus 150 to the over, plus 120 to the under. There's no reason to bet the under here. The Steelers have the fifth best D-line according to Pro Football Focus. They have a middle-of-the-pack O-line really good, passing O-line really bad, running O-line. <sighs> I don't think we're taking them to win the division. I don't know if I uh, like you, the, the juice on the eight and a half either. I, I used all my Steelers luck up last year. I mean, we, we both took their over. We did get lucky. And, yeah, we did. I, I got them slanted towards the under, but it's by not even – Point three, like I got them at eight point two wins, and the over is eight and a half. So, no value there to me. I'm not here to force total, you know, win total bets. But yeah, they're. This is one of the teams I'm excited about because if Kenny does make that next step, they're going to be really good. Like I have really good receivers. I know they brought in Robinson as well. Like they have a really good core there for him. Um, and obviously, Najee Harris in the backfield, one of the better running backs in all football. So, yeah, it's all there for Pittsburgh, but. In this division, man, with these quarterbacks, like, I just, it's hard to get behind Kenny. I mean, it is all there for them, but I think last year was a little bit of a year early, right? So this year, to me, them getting to eight and nine, seven and 10, that just feels right. Like, they're going to steal some games in this division. You know, they're playing the NFC West. It's, it's going to be hard to see them stealing games from the 49ers, the Rams, and, and Seattle there, but, you know, it's just, just a really tough schedule for this this Steelers team. So um, week one, me and Chad loved them, plus three at home against the 49ers. But yep. for the season, win total, division, Super Bowl odds, 
I got I got nothing invested in Pittsburgh at this point, Chad. So definitely a team I, I've just stayed away from at this point. Uh, reminder, you can follow me and Simon in the award-winning Action Network app. You can see all of our bets. Right now you can see that uh, we loved Cleveland plus two and a half against Cincinnati in week one. Joe Burrow's not playing. We like that even more. Yeah, I think it's down uh, and, to like a, it's down to a pick and plus one now in most books. There you go. That's in Cleveland, and we liked uh, San Francisco. We liked Pitt plus three at home against San Francisco uh, in week one too. That's a little bit of a Kyle Shanahan inflation. Are you kidding me? We're going to bet against Mike Tomlin as a home dog in week <laughs> one of the 2023 NFL season. Not a chance. Um, guess what? Guess what, Simon. I don't know about you. I got my delivery from Factor this week. All the meals that we're getting, the prepped meals. Fall is around the corner. We get pretty busy around here. That's why we are so excited about our new sponsor, Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, who sent us ready-to-eat meals straight to our door. Matt, we talked about this. You've been a factor guy for months. Now I'm a factor guy. I'm a factor guy so much, Matt, that I think they sent me eight meals 48 hours ago. Five of them are gone. And my 16-year-old is texting me. He knows I like him so much, asking me if he can eat them. He never asked me if he can do anything. Yet he knows I like factor so much. He's asking me if he can eat my meals. Matt, you've been on this bandwagon. I would be deep, cold in the ground before I let any child of mine eat one of these meals. They can eat eat out of the goddamn trash can before they eat one of these factor meals. I had to yesterday. I've already had my traditional 10 a.m. Central Time lunch of factor. I love it. And one thing I failed to note last time is I've done all the meal delivery systems, all all the different kits, all of them. I had issues with them being being late, which the stakes are pretty high. Uh, when it comes to feeding me. And Factor is the only one that has always, always, always delivered exactly on time, which is crucial to keep the trains running around here. So yeah, they're delicious. They're not frozen. They just take a couple of minutes to prepare, literally it's two minutes. And uh, it's something that Chad and I now have in common as we are essentially in equal shape and will live to an equal age. Ask anyone that knows us. You couldn't think of two people who eat from the more opposite ends of the spectrum than me and Matt Mitchell. And yet with Factor, we are skipping the trips to the grocery store. We're skipping the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up to Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Then get back to picking NFL winners. Head to factormeals.com slash favorites50 and use code favorites50 to get 50% off. That's code favorites50 at factormeals.com slash favorites50 to get 50% off. No joke, people. I freaking love it. It's made my life so much better this week. All right, Simon, we went deep on the Browns. We've said pretty much all there is to say about the Steelers. I want to leave Joe Burrow and the Bengals for last. Baltimore's at plus 220. Their season win total is nine and a half. It's minus 170 to the over, plus 140 to the under. 
another fascinating roster, right? Like this, this offensive line, top five, according to PFF, defensive line, not very good at all, which is an anomaly for the Ravens. How are you judging this team? Yeah, really excited about their offense, right? I think this is the first time in Lamar's career he's had legit wide receivers. He's got Odell out there. Um, it's re- remained to be seen, but I think Zay Flowers is going to be a legit good player. Like That's good they drafted this year. Yeah. You, you know, that's that's the big question is what is this new offense going to look like with Lamar? And that's the only reason, people, I'm not so heavily involved on them. Where I like – that this is year two for Watson and his system, where this is Lamar's first year in this new system. So I think there's going to be a lot of growing pains. You know, there there are certain people where, yes, I do care if they're throwing a lot of interceptions in preseason, but 99% of the time I really don't care. And Lamar is one of those guys I do not care. Lamar could throw 10 picks a day. I don't care. They're just working stuff out right now. So to me, when people are like, are you worried about what you're seeing out of camp for the Ravens? Not at all. Like, let them work that stuff out um but yeah it's just a weird number on them that's why i'm not huge on them this year like i remember last year we talked a lot during the offseason where we liked them at 20 to 1 21 to 1 to win the super bowl it's weird they're 18 to 1 i don't know if they got that much better they should have been bumped up to 18 to 1 they're still like we already talked about they're still in the division with joe joey cool joe burrow and we think the browns are going to be better and we think you know, Pittsburgh is still going to be right there. So it is interesting. They've bumped them down a little bit, um, the books, but divisional odds, this would be the second team I've taken. I did put a small bet on them when the Joe Burrow first happened, the injury. I didn't know if it was an ACL, MCL. Like, I didn't know what was happening with Joe. Now we do know, right? It's just a calf strain. Um, he should be back to start the season. By the time I made the bet on the Ravens, I didn't know that. So I was basically just hedging my already bet that I already had in Cleveland. Um, on this Ravens team. And, you know, I, I like them, but we can't, we can't not talk about Lamar being one and three in the playoffs. Like that is, that is a, that is a real thing. Lamar in his career is one and three. And last year, I still don't get why nothing ever came out of it, but this is a man that didn't show up to his team's games and their playoff game when he was hurt. Like that to me, I hated it. I hated it so much just because I'm a competitor and it's just all about the team. And that was very me, me, me of him to not go to his team's playoff game. And, you know, say what you want about Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, whatever's happened in his career, that man was there every game on that Super Bowl run. And he was wearing the headset, doing all that shit that you know he hated, watching another man lead his team to a Super Bowl win. But he was a man and he was there for his team and he didn't. Lamar didn't. And, you know... He's got a little bit of a pass on that, but I think a lot of teammates didn't give him a pass on that. And I think he's had to earn back everything with his team. And, you know, I, I, I'm i not going to be big on them this year, but if this offense really clicks, Lamar's getting the ball downfield with accuracy, maybe my tune will change midway through the season. Because, again, he does have incredible weapons. Like, now that he has Odell, who has apparently looked great in camp, Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews, hopefully J.K. Dobbins gets back in the next week or two and really starts ramping up his, his – uh you know, his fitness level for this team because they need him. That That's a big deal to have J.K. back at that running back position. That is a big deal to have him because he is that good. So, yeah, to me, the only reason I'm not heavily invested in them is because of all these question marks that I have with this team right now, Chad. There's just too many for me. So I've, sm- I've thrown a small bet on their over win total. Uh, I believe it's nine and a half at bet 365 right now. So 
Yep. Do a little bit on that. Had had them at ten point ten point six. So you know, I have them at more wins than the Browns. It's just that stuff fluctuates during the season, but it's mainly just because it's all there for this team. Like they have the coaching, they have the offense, they have the former MVP and Lamar Jackson. Like they have to start putting it together at some point, right? This kid can't keep being one and three in his career in the playoffs. Eventually, they have to start making these moves. So, um, just historically. I like to back the Ravens after a down year. And last year, people forget, they were the one seed until Lamar went down. They were having a great season, really, really good, putting it all together. Lamar got injured. They they fought through it, somehow made the playoffs as, what was it, a sixth seed? Maybe it was a seventh seed. And Chad said it. They, they were literally on the goal line with a backup quarterback ready to take a seven-point lead against the Bengals in the playoffs. Like, this team has the talent. It's just can they put it all together. So, just value base wise, I think divisionally the better odds to me are the Browns. But if you hate the Browns and you're looking for a team to bend this division, I got no issue taking the Ravens. They have, to me, the same exact amount of upside as that Browns team does. They just it's all there. It's just all can they put it all together with this new offensive scheme. So here's my feeling, and I think you answered your own question, which is why are the why are the Ravens at eighteen to one? Super Bowl odds when in years past we were getting them 20, 22 in that 20 to 25 range. And um, I think it's for a couple of reasons. The bookmakers haven't forgot that this was a team that was the number one seed. The bookmakers haven't forgot that it's a team that uh, had the Bengals beat, if not for that fumble, with playing with backup players. And so they haven't forgot that John Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in the NFL. They, you look at it as Lamar Jackson disappeared on his team and may have been a bit pouty, may have been sort of playing games because he was in a contract year and maybe was using hard negotiating tactics. Anything on that spectrum could have been true. Um, but now they're looking at it as Lamar's in camp. He's healthy. He's happy. Uh, he's motivated and all of these things might've been true in his MVP season. They might've been true in the year after, but there was diminishing motivation and diminishing health. Certainly, uh, as he got closer to that contract year, all those problems are gone. And I, I actually don't think players care. I think they recognize there's a business. They probably understood he was doing some of these tactics because it's a business and he was protecting himself for what was going to be a massive contract. To me, that's water under the bridge. When you're in camp and you're playing, he's their guy. They're 100% behind him. I think that's why the numbers are a little bit depressed. I think it's why it's lower than we think. It should be. Well, as someone that watches, you know, I don't know how many times. it's. I've probably watched The Last Dance 100 times at this point, Chad. Did people ever forgive Scottie Pippen for sitting out in that game because he didn't get the final shot? That's different. That is. <laughs> I'm different. just saying. No, it's not. No, you can't just say it's different. It's totally different. And I agree. Listen. They, no they, needed, him, they needed him in the playoff run, and he wasn't there for his team. And that, again, maybe they're not saying it to the media, but as a man to a man, that he left them no. for dead because he wanted there his money, a, whatever it was. There is a massive difference, a massive difference between Scottie Pippen petulant, petulantly saying, I'm not going in the game, as one of the best players in the NBA That's at the time. That's what did. He said, I'm not playing as, in that game. The, no, 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 no. As the face of the franchise in the final seconds, 
the final seconds because I'm not getting the ball. And Lamar Jackson, who had been playing hurt all year long, deciding I'm not comfortable playing, I'm going to protect myself, and then not being on the field when he wasn't going to be playing anyways because he was injured. I don't think players are going to hold that against him. A hundred percent players should hold it against Scottie Pippen. <laughs> well, they do. Different. It's 20, it's Huge 30 years later. Good. They still do. They absolutely should. I still <laughs> hold it against Scottie Pippen. <laughs> and, and which is the right thing to do. All right. Uh, listen, we've talked about game time so much on this podcast. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. I love game time. Honestly, I use it all the time. You guys know I do. I've talked about when I've used it. If you're looking to get out to a pro or college game this week or even a concert, game time has amazing last minute deals or tickets for all of these. I'm opening the game time app right now on my phone. And look at this. I can go see the Amazons in New York, not too far from my house for eight bucks tomorrow night. No matter where you live, download the Game Time app. Get out and have some fun this week. You deserve it. You can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code favorites for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. One team left to talk about. The Cincinnati Joes. Plus 140 at Bet365. The Cincinnati Bengals ended their season the same way that they started it. With a die-hard commitment, the Bengals battled tenaciously. 11 and a half, and I, I made a note in my notes here. I circled it. I wrote interesting. I circled that. I put three exclamation points, okay? The over right now on Bet365 for 11 and a half wins for the Bengals, plus 130. Under minus 160. Bengals have the second hardest schedule in the NFL, according to Sean Kerner. They are on the road at the Chiefs, on the road at San Francisco, on the road at Cleveland with Joe Burrow banged up against our favorite team in the division, Cleveland Browns. What are we thinking here, Simon? 11 and a half. Let's start with that. We don't talk about the division. We're not going to bet Cincinnati plus 140, but we're getting plus 130 on on over 11 and a half. Yeah, and that's just because everyone's going to bet the under. If you're smart, you bet the under just because they've been so fortunate. So I would say most guys have modeled them out. I don't think anyone's going to have them at 12 wins, right? So right there, just because Chad already talked about it's such a hard division and who they play outside their own division. Again, it's they won their division last year. That means they play a first-place schedule. Like that's That's a big deal. That means they're guaranteed to play the Bills. They're guaranteed to play the Chiefs. Those are other teams that won their division. They're guaranteed to play the Jaguars. So... You know, that right there, that's a big deal. So, you know, Bengals fans, don't be upset. Every pro is going to take your guys under. It's just just the way it is. When you have a team as this this overachieving year in, year out, people are going to take their under. So the general public loves this team. They love Joe Burrow. You know, they probably do have the best three wide receivers in all of football, right? Boyd's their third receiver. He's probably number two or number one on most teams. Crazy talented team. It's all there. Joe Mixon's back. It's it's all there. We get it, Bengals. But can't bet it. There's no value. There's no value on this team divisionally. No no value on their win total. Like I have them at right there. I got them at 11 wins. So I'll take a small bet on their under. But you know, as strong positions go, 
me and Chad are going to be fading this team a lot. It's just they're the darling of most people that they just – if you're a casual viewer, why would you not like betting on the Bengals? Joe Burrow has been nothing but good to you. He's been successful if you've been betting on him these last couple of years. So, yeah, just like last year, they came off that Super Bowl hangover. Um, they had some ugly losses to start the year last year. Now, I think a lot of that goes into Joe. He had gotten that surgery, right? What did he get, his uh, appendix removed? Yeah, I think so. Something like that to start the year. So he didn't have camp his rookie year. He didn't have camp because I think because of COVID. And there's just Joe hasn't had a camp his entire career. Like now he's missing camp again this year with a calf strain. I expect him to come out slow. I mean, shit, people forget they lost to Cooper Rush and that Dallas Cowboy team. Like they, 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 they just had weird, weird starts to the season last year. I think they'll have it again this year. But this division is so good. I don't think they're going to have the luck of Lamar getting hurt and falling off so they're able to come and rally and win this division. Like, they got very lucky last year, and we already talked about it. If you, if you would have came to anyone two, two years ago and said, what odds would you give the Bengals to win this division three straight years? You better be giving me 10,000 on one odds, right? This is before we know how great Joe was. They're here now. They've won it two straight years. They're now, Chad, you said, a plus 140 to win this division. Those are very short odds. For what we talked about is arguably the best division in this entire league. So, yeah, just no value. You can't you can't want to bet how the pros bet and take any type of positive bet on this Bengals team. Unless you want to do Joe Burrow to lead the league in passing yards or, you know, any individual awards. It's just team team wise, there's just no value there. This team has nothing nothing good to bet on. Midseason, that could change, right? Me and Chad, if this team starts two and four. I am more than happy to come back in on this team to make the playoffs and then at Super Bowl odds. But as we sit here in August, terrible, terrible odds to bet on this team. So I hope people heed my advice. Take your fandom away. Just don't don't bet on this team right now. There's just no value in it. Um, there will be later in the season, but right now I just I cannot invest positively in this team right now just because I hate to be a downer, but it's just overinflated. Like, this is all overinflated just because of what they've done these past two seasons. So, yeah, happy to take their under in the win total, but that's where it stops for me. I just, I'm not going to be betting heavily against this team uh, on win total just because there's not that much value there. Uh, They added Orlando Brown Jr. uh, to the offensive line. So, their offensive line, which has been an issue for years, slightly, slightly better. It's interesting. It's interesting you say that about Joe Burrow and betting individual awards. Sean Kerner, in his QB Tears piece for Action Network, download the Action Network app, get it on actionnetwork.com, says that uh, he has Joe Burrow after Patrick Mahomes, the second most likely quarterback to throw 50 plus touchdown passes this season. So, Look, that was before the injury. Um, if Joe Burrow plays all 17 games, I think that stat and that metric holds up, that model for Kerner. He also pointed out uh, he's better as a fantasy quarterback than you would think because last season he had 25-plus rush yards and or one touchdown in half of the games that he played. So um, much better to Simon's point. If you want to, if if you have to bet on the Bengals, look for some longerish odds on Joe Burrow individual passing stats. But yeah, 
generally, we're passing on the Bengals. I feel like this is the best division of football. I think we've proven it. And we're walking away, to me, with one bet that we absolutely positively love based on the pricing and one bet that we love if you can get a reduced juice. Uh, and both of them are the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns plus 350 at bet 365 to win the division. Cleveland Browns over eight and a half. Right now, it's pretty expensive, minus 170 um, at bet 365. But Simon, you've got them at nearly a game and a half better than that. So probably worth taking a plunge there. Yeah, just really tough lines with this division. And the the book the books are smart the Best way they set these. Best division in football. <laughs> and I would say the only reason I wouldn't bet that Joe Burrow um to reach that number of touchdown passes is Joe Mixon's too good. Like I think there's there's too many times he'll be in the red zone and they'll just feed it to Joe. Like Joe has a nose Joe Mixon I'm talking here. He has a nose for the end zone. That's the only knock I would have on that is just they have a top five running back. It's really hard not to feed that guy when you get in the red zone. He's just that good. So, um, yeah, Chad, the only other bet I'd really make other than the Browns will, would be the over for that Ravens team. But you're, you're right. Like, do I feel really confident handing out the Bengals under? No, I, I literally have to hold my nose and do it. Like, it sucks to bet against Joe Burrow. But um, we're just going by the book, and the book says you, you, you take this under in one of the toughest divisions in football. Uh, by the way, the under is minus 160. So you're not getting, you know, any kind of favors or discounts. Um, Cause that's, a, you know, that's what a lot of people are thinking about. Yeah. Um, all right. Listen, we were, we are uh, proudly presented. The favorites podcast is proudly presented by bet. Three, six, five, the world's favorite sportsbook brand sign up with promo code action to get bet. Three, six, five's exclusive sign up offer bet $1 on any game and get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. This has been The Favorites, presented by Bet365, part of the Action Network. He is Simon Hunter. I am Chad Millman. Download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Follow us on youtube action network on youtube like this video until next time love you action network reminds you please gamble responsibly if you or someone you care about has a gambling problem help is available 24 7 at 1-800-GAMBLER